you're turning in your Bibles um, to Mark chapter 16, we're going to start a new series this weekend called Believe. And as you're going there, um, you know, I'm so thankful for Pastor Wayman. Didn't he do a great job last weekend preaching? Um, I know it was a powerful word. We're going to continue that theme. But, you know, I, I decided to start with something a little funny. You know, yesterday was the marriage conference, so I thought I'd throw in a little story about marriage. Heard the story about this um, couple that had been married 50 years. Do we have anybody here that's been married 50 years? Let me see your hands. Do you have any people married 50 years? Look at that. Come on, give Pastor Chip a big hand. Wow. You know, it's not a, it's very uncommon, as you can see. Only one person raised their hand. And so at the party, the local paper decided to send a reporter so that the reporter could talk to the husband. Sat down with the husband. And he said, I'd like to know the secret of the longevity of your marriage, how you stayed together so long. And uh, the husband said, well, you know, my wife is a very plain-spoken woman. She's from Texas. And uh, it all started on our honeymoon. And we've been together ever since. And, and he said, well, what happened? He goes, well, we went for our honeymoon to the Grand Canyon. And we both rented some of those pack mules to go down, you know, into the basin. And as we were on this very narrow spot, my wife's mule started to stumble. And I saw her lean forward and say, that's once. I thought, hmm, that's interesting. That's once. I've never heard her say that before, huh? We went a little farther and got to another kind of narrow place, and the, the mule stumbled again, and she leaned forward and whispered in his ear, that's twice. Kept going, and about 10 steps later, the mule kind of stumbles again. She pulls out a gun and shoots the mule in the head. He said, I, ju I jumped off the mu my mule, and I went on, and I said, honey, what are you doing? We can't shoot animals. This is God's creation. You can't do this. Why would you do something? He said, she leaned in at me, and she said, that's once. And I've been married ever since, all 50 years. Is that okay, Pastor Chip? Did that, did that happen at your honeymoon? <laughs> I don't think Darylin would agree with that. Oh, you know what? We're so blessed today that you're with us. Today I want to teach on a concept called believe. And I'd like for you to stand to your feet. Because we're going to read this passage together. Mark 16. I want to say it's a blessing to have our team assembled for Gospel Weekend. David Amezaga is back with us this weekend. Let's hear it for him. Chris is back on the Hammond B3 back there. We've got just several great musicians with us. We're glad you've joined us. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. Let's read it all together. I want to hear you. Come on, those of you joining us online, will you do the same? Ready? And these signs will follow those who... Now let's try it one more time. I want you to focus on that word right there. You ready? And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, over the next two weeks, we're going to look at this entire passage, both verses. Next week, we're going to focus on laying hands on the sick and casting out demons. We're going to talk about what does that mean? What is the Bible talking about? But we're going to focus on this concept, believe. So I want you to close your eyes. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you. And I pray that you would stir faith in this room. You would stir faith in our hearts. That we would be people of faith, people who believe. Lord, we want to see your miraculous signs. We want to see your hand moving in our world. So speak to us. Say this with me. Say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. 
You may be seated. Don't you sense the Spirit of God here? Can't you just sense it? You know, we live in a world that believes really strange things. I went online and started looking at funny superstitions. Maybe you have a superstition or something you do before a football game or before a sporting event. And I, I, I found that around the world there's some really strange things. Let me tell you one thing about China. In China, the letter four or the number four is considered incredibly unlucky because it sounds very close to the Chinese word death. So some buildings refuse to have a fourth floor. So if you notice, they have one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So they literally name the buildings layers or floors based on their belief. Here's another one. This is kind of interesting. If you live in Rwanda, they teach the women not to eat goat because they say if you do, it'll give you facial hair. So women don't eat goat in Rwanda. All right, they use nair. I don't know what, what's going on, but bottom line is, is sometimes we believe certain things and those strange or interesting beliefs dictate our behavior. Some of you, if there's a ladder leaning against a wall, you'll never walk underneath it because you'll have bad luck. We, we believe certain things. Well, here's the question I have for you. What do you believe? What do you believe? And what I want to do today is I want to take this verse and I want to talk a little bit about belief. I want to build a foundation of the next few weeks. Because I want to tell you something. I believe that God wants to do miracles in our lives. I believe that he, His hand wants to move in our situations. So I want to give you point number one, all right? You ready? I want everyone to write this down. This is important. Point number one is simply this. I choose to believe. Will you say that with me, everyone? I choose to believe. Let me take you to the verse we read a moment ago. It's found in Mark chapter 16. And here's what it says. It says, and these signs will follow those who believe. Now, signs is representing the miraculous hand of God. Supernatural things. Could be a healing. Could be a miracle. Um, could be a working. Whatever it might be. You see the supernatural nature of God. It says that those signs follow those who believe. Now, the word follow is interesting. Um, Lewis, would you come up um, real quick? I want to introduce you to a friend of mine, and his name is Signs. Will you all say hi to Signs? Come on over here, Signs. So what the scripture says is that Signs follow. Now, the word follow means to accompany. Right? Accompany. So Signs accompany belief. So as a Christian, wherever I go, that's your cue, good, good job. Wherever I go, if I go over here, if I go back to the drums, right? If I get on the choir riser, everywhere I go, if I am a person of belief, the Bible says that signs are with me. I think signs did a good job, didn't he? He was good. Give, give signs a hand. Come on. Thank you, signs. I appreciate it. This guy dances in a supernatural way if you've ever seen him can bust a move. Now, when we read this verse, we need to understand the context of the verse. And I'm going to dive into some stuff that's going to maybe press on our thought process a little bit in our faith. When Jesus is talking about signs following belief, you need to understand where that came from and what the context is. Let's go back a few verses to Mark chapter 16. He had died and he had risen from the grave. 
And look what it says. And when they heard, the disciples, when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, a woman had seen Jesus risen from the grave, they did not what? They didn't believe. After that, he appeared in another form to two of them they wa- as they walked and went to the country. And they went and told it to the rest, but they did not, what? Believe them either. Later, Jesus appears to them, the 11, as they sat at the table and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe. In other words, there are all these signs that God had done something supernatural, but they, because of a hardness of heart, and we're going to talk about that, they did not believe. The word their hardness of heart, it's a, it's a Greek word, and here's what it means. It means hard-hearted. Some of you are like, no, duh. But it also means destitution of spirit and perception. So let me explain it this way. The disciples... Because their world had been rocked, because they'd been disappointed, because a prayer that they had prayed that maybe had not been answered, because the thing they'd believed for hadn't taken place, they began to change their perspective or their perception because their hearts were hardened from the disappointment and they became destitute in spirit. And a lot of people, maybe you're here today and you don't believe anymore. You don't believe that God heals. You don't believe that God does miracles. And it's because you had something happen that disappointed you. You had a prayer that wasn't answered. And now your perception has changed and there is a destitution in your spirit because you don't believe. And Jesus came along and he said, hey, guys, don't stop believing. Because signs follow them that believe. Maybe you had someone die. Maybe you had an unwanted divorce. Maybe you had a lost job or a bankruptcy. And now a hardened heart, a change of perspective. But what the disciples didn't see is that all along the signs were there. They just didn't see them. You see, we live in a culture, and here's what our culture says. You ready? Our culture says this. It says seeing is believing. I mean, you've heard that phrase. But what this scripture is trying to tell us is not that seeing is believing, but this scripture is trying to tell us that believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. In fact, let me show you a verse to prove that. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So see, or believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. It's an expectancy to see. It's an expectancy to see the miraculous hand of God. I love the scripture that says in Psalm, I quoted it earlier, Psalm 27 verse 13 says, I remain confident in this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Believing is seeing. I believe that I will see the signs of God's grace and power in my world. You see, the world is really good at stifling faith. Right? The world doesn't want you to be a person of faith. First of all, if you're going to be a person of faith, you you know, I'll I'll have faith if you can prove. How many know that if you, you can prove it, then it's not faith? And so they want to stifle our 
belief. They want to stifle our expectancy. So here's some quotes. I literally went online to try to find some quotes about expectancy, and here's the stuff I found. Number one, expect nothing and you will never be disappointed. Anybody know anybody that lived like that? Or how about this one? Number two, expectation is the root of all disappointment. William Shakespeare. Or how about this one? No expectation, no disappointment. You see, we live in a culture that is anti-faith, anti-expectation. But the scripture says, signs follow expectation, follow belief. In fact, let me show you a scripture in Hebrews. I love this passage. Hebrews says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Listen, you can't please God without faith, without belief. And then it goes on to describe what faith is. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe, number one, that he exists, that God exists. So the faith is believing in God. A lot of people go, well, I have faith, I believe in God. But let me tell you, when the scripture teaches us about pleasing God with faith, he's not saying that faith is just believing in God. He goes on to say, and. So please, God, but faith that's pleasing to God is faith that believes he exists, but also believes that he, what? Those who diligently seek him. You see, real faith that pleases God isn't just believing in the existence of God. It's believing that signs will follow those who believe. I went to the beach uh, on a vacation to Bet and I and our family one time and we were there and we were walking up and down the beach and having fun and doing stuff and we were headed back to the place where we were staying and when we were heading back one of the children uh, one of my kids were like hey dad let's go out and let's find some some shark teeth let's go back to the beach and find shark teeth and of course my response is there are no shark teeth on the beach you're like, yeah, Dad, there's got to be. I know there's, listen, there's hardly any sharks off these waters, you know, because I'm the expert. Um, there's hardly any sharks off these waters. You're not going to find any shark teeth. I mean, we were just out there. Did you see any shark teeth? Well, no, I didn't see any shark teeth. There are no sharks. Like, come on, Dad, come on. I mean, sometimes we just do stuff because our kids bug us so much that we have no choice. Come on now. Some of you, it's just because you love your kids. I, I think you're great. You're awesome. Sometimes I do it because they really want it, so we did. Guess what? We went for a walk on the beach, and guess what we found? Shark teeth. Here's the interesting thing. The shark teeth were there the whole time, but I never saw them because I wasn't looking for them. Believing is seen. Could it be that had I been a person of expectancy that was looking for shark teeth, I would have found the shark teeth. It wasn't until I began to look for the teeth that I found the teeth. The point I want to make is simply this, is that a lot of us are living our life walking up and down the shore of our situations, of our families, of our businesses, and what we don't know is that God has little signs and wonders and teeth everywhere that we're not seeing because our hearts have become hardened and we just won't believe anymore. And because we won't believe anymore, our perception has been changed. And we can't see the hand of God, how he's moving right in the middle of our family, right in the middle of our marriage, right in the middle of our children, right in the middle of our company. Because believing is seeing. 
I choose to believe. Will you say that with me, everyone? I choose to believe. Can I give you the second point this morning? How many let me give you the second point? Thank you. Amen. There's enough of you. I think it's a majority, so we'll keep moving on. All right. Not only do I choose to believe, but secondly, I choose to believe his name. I choose to believe his name. Now, I want to stop for a second because there's some of you that as soon as I started talking about this, you went there. You went there. Some of you are like, what do you mean you went there, Pastor Jared? You went where? Here's where you went. Pastor, are you saying that my faith determines whether there's going to be a miracle? Is that what you're saying? Are you telling me that it's about how much, I, how much faith I have, that if I have enough faith that the miracles happen? Well, let's, let's stop for a second and, and go back and talk about something. Here's the first thing we need to understand is that when it comes to miraculous things, God does look at faith. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? We're going to talk about her later. She was sick for 12 years. She touched the hem of Jesus' garment. She didn't even, Jesus didn't even know that she was coming. He, she touched his garment and he was, she was healed. And Jesus turns to her and says, your faith has made you whole. Remember the 10 lepers and they came to Jesus and they were healed. And as the 10th the, the leper who came back to thank him turned around to leave, Jesus looked at him and said, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. We could even go into the New Testament in the book of Acts where Paul went into a city and the Bible says that he saw that they had faith to be healed and he prayed for them and they were healed. Now, am I saying that it depends on how much faith you have that determines whether God will move? I'm not saying that, but let me start by saying this. God does pay attention to our faith. He's looking for people of faith. Now, if you look at this, what kind of faith is he looking for? Here's what the scripture says. Because remember, he's talking about unbelief. You need to be people of faith. You need to be people who believe. He said, the signs follow those who believe in my name. They will. And he goes through a long list. You see, what Jesus is simply saying is this. He's saying, listen, the faith I'm looking for is faith in my name. Now, let me explain what the word faith or believe is there by diving into the Greek. The Greek there means this. It means to have faith in, upon, or with respect to. It means to entrust or to commit to. And it comes from a root word, which means to be persuaded to have conviction. So when the scripture says that signs follow those who believe or have faith, here's basically the kind of faith it's talking about. Here's what faith is. You ready? Faith is, this is, I think, a good description. Faith is, I believe, how? I am convinced and persuaded to completely trust in Jesus. In other words, when he's talking about faith here in my name, he's not talking about how much faith you have. Because it doesn't matter how much faith you have. The scripture says you can have faith as small as a mustard seed. And it'll move a mountain. So the concept here isn't about how much faith we have. It's about where is our faith placed. It's about who have we entrusted our faith, our hope, to. And I want, to, I want you to know something this morning. I have put my faith in a name that is above other na- every other name, and his name is Jesus. Because I, not only do I choose to believe, I choose to believe in his name. I choose to believe in Jesus. Because listen, there is something about the name of Jesus. 
There's something powerful about the name of Jesus. I'm going to say there's something precious about the name of Jesus. There's a song that says, There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Now, hey, hey, I want to go old school on some of you, all right? I'm going to go old school. Some of you are going to get lost here, but how about this one? Jesus, 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 yeah. There's just something about that name. How many know there's something about the name of Jesus? Come on, give him a break. I want to tell you something. Cancer has a name. Diabetes has a name. Meningitis has a name. But every name one day will bow to that name. The name Jesus. Healer, deliverer, conqueror, king of kings, lord of lords, rose of Sharon. Because of something Something about the name Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Here, let me try something. On the count of three, I want you to say your name. Ready? Your name. On the count of three. One, two, three. Okay, nothing happened. Now, how about on the count of three, we say that name that is above every other name. One, two, three. Something happened. You see, when you walk out of this room today, when you turn off that computer, I don't really care if you remember my name. I hope you remember the name. The name Jesus. Because here's what I want to say. I believe, I choose to believe, but not only that, my second point is I choose to believe his name. So I believe in Jesus but not only by believing in Jesus do I believe he existed, I believe in what Jesus did. So how many believe in Jesus? How many believe in what Jesus did? But then if that's the case, you've got to go the next step, which is not only do I believe in Jesus, and not only do I believe in what Jesus did, I believe in what Jesus said. Because if you've entrusted your faith, it's not just about what he did. It's not just about who he is. It's about what he said. And here's what Jesus said. Jesus said that if you have faith in my name, you can lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. You can lay your hands and cast out a demon. You can speak, right? There's something about the name of Jesus. See, faith is about putting our, our trust, our hope, not in ourselves, you know, that's what's happened. There's, you know, the kind of name it and claim it. Um, faith movement. And let me just say, there's some beautiful things about the faith movement that I love. But I've seen the extreme with the faith movement where it's been taken too far where suddenly now people are going, well, you know, you didn't get your miracle because you didn't believe enough. Or you have sin in your life because you just believe more. You see, the focus here in this verse, it's not about how much faith you have. It's about where have you put your faith. 
Have you put your faith in the name Jesus Christ? Have you put your name, your faith in the name that is above every other name? Are you entrusting your circumstance? Are you entrusting, even if it doesn't go your way, even if things don't happen exactly the way you want them to? Listen, I want to tell you, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, remember, they said, I will not bow. My God will deliver me. But if he doesn't deliver me, I will not bow. Listen, I will trust in the name of Jesus. And I will lay hands on the sick. And I'm going to believe what he said, that they will recover. If they don't recover right then, or God has a different plan, the faith isn't about me. The faith isn't about what I can do. The faith is about what he said. And he said that all things are possible for those who believe. Signs will follow those who believe. What I'm challenging you and what I'm challenging church is it's time to start walking up and down the beach and looking for the shark teeth it's time to start saying God I don't understand it all I've seen things that don't make sense but no matter what I believe you I believe what you did I believe what you said I am convinced that I can trust in you And I just have a feeling that you're going to find a partner accompanying you. You're going to find something following you called signs. You're going to see shark teeth popping up. You're going to see lives being changed. You're going to see God working in your family. You're going to see God working in that business. You're going to see things begin to happen. Because believing is seeing. What do you see? Oh, I don't know about you, but I choose to believe choose to believe his name. Somebody say amen. I want to give you one more verse here. It's found in Matthew chapter 9. It's the story of the woman with the issue of blood. I mentioned it earlier. I just want to read the story to you. Matthew 9 says, so Jesus and his disciples got up and went with him. Just then, a woman who had suffered from 12 years with constant bleeding, she had a blood disorder, says, came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe, for she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. This woman had a condition, and that condition had a name. It was a blood disorder. And she spent 12 years going to doctors. How many know that doctors practice medicine? It's called a doctor's practice. You know what that means? They practice on you. And she could have let her 12 years of not getting what she wanted in the way she wanted it make her perception change. She could have begun to think, well, because things haven't happened like uh, I want them to, she could have let her heart get hardened. And because her heart got hardened, she became destitute in spirit and she quit seeing. But here's the interesting thing. Even though she was weakened by her condition, she didn't allow herself to be weakened in her faith. 
And what I want to say today is, listen, you can be weakened by that struggle in your family. You can be weakened, in a sense, by that sickness in your body. But you do not have to be weakened in your faith because you can put your trust in the name of Jesus. Some may trust in horses. Some may trust in chariots. But we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. I choose to believe, and I choose to believe his name. As we go into the well, it's going to be an incredible weekend. Friday night, up close and personal. We're going to be right in here. It's going to be in the round. It's going to be incredible. We're going to lay hands and and literally have oil and anoint everyone with oil. Kind of old school, Old Testament like they did. Friday or Saturday morning, Benny's going to be here speaking and praying. We've got breakout sessions with all kinds of stuff for you to learn and grow. Maybe it's on the prophetic. Maybe it's on the gifts of the Spirit. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Saturday night, the service is different than Sunday morning. So you can double dip that weekend. Right? You can come and get a different message. There's lots of prayer time. Sunday morning, we'll have our services, and then we end with the outpouring. But here's the thing throughout that weekend and leading up to it and I believe beyond it shark teeth are going to start jumping out at you I believe you're going to begin to see the signs, you're going to begin to see the miracles why? because if we can just quit trying to do it on our own strength or allowing the 12 years of blood disorder, you see she could have given up, she could have put her trust in those doctors Ultimately, she put her trust in Jesus. Today, God wants you and I to start to see because we start to believe. And when we start to believe, signs will follow. Signs will follow. Signs will follow. Do you dare to believe? What do you see? Can you see that circumstance change? Can you see that miracle finally? Can you see that that situation turn around? Can you see that thing that God has promised you? I am confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Everybody say it with me. Follow me. Say, I am confident that I will see. I'm confident. I'm persuaded that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I believe that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Come on, make a decision. Say, I choose to believe in the name of Jesus, and I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God is stirring our faith today. Come on, give the Lord a praise.